here we are today. Okay. Here we are today. Welcome back. Welcome <laughs> back. So before we get into today's discussion, we're going to, let's take a moment. Nice little moment. Nice little breather. Nice little breather. <sighs> we both have tea. We have tea. Sydney, what are you sipping on? I think you want me to say what I'm sipping on because yes, you don't tell know. The folks what, <laughs> tell the folks what you're sipping on today. It's amazing. It's very simple. Mm-hmm. Hot water mm-hmm. and honey. Mm-hmm. Oh. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> Isn't that very interesting? It's, you know, it's... I said, I said, Sydney. <laughs> I said, Sydney. How do you get it? Um, you know, because the honey be staying at the bottom of the at the thing. Right. She was like, just yeah. stir. She said, just stir, Jaya. Just stir. She said, you should try it. You should try it. You should. It's amazing, guys. Okay. Honey has great benefits. Let me pull up the Google University. Um, aside from its sweetness and thickness, of you know, richness of taste. <laughs> You know, when I had the flu last year, you used um, honey to save your throat, life. My throat was killing me. Like I mm. couldn't, I sounded like, I sounded like that. Like I couldn't talk. My voice was like mm. out of it, you know? And I, intense. my doctor told me to mm. take a spoonful of honey, Sugar. like, honey. and yes. it was, it was nasty. It was nasty. <laughs> It was, I mean, it was better than taking medicine, but like. I have chugged honey. It's really good for your, your throat and like. For your throat, but for just for like, because it tastes amazing. I think in the past cartoon life, I was Winnie the Pooh. Let's say, what did he say? Honey, honey, ooh, <laughs> honey. I don't know what he says. Yeah, Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, but taking a whole spoonful, it's so thick. Mm. you know like yes, yes. <laughs> you liked it oh yeah she said it's yeah. thick with three c's <laughs> <laughs> amazing oh yes anyways <clears throat> and i got um i got some chai chai tea. some chai did you put honey in there i put honey and chai i put i uh, we are we're out of honey so like mm. sugar it looks like you love it so much you need to get some more yeah yeah yeah. and i put like other spices in it mm. and milk you got to put that milk in there <laughs> why did you say it like that <laughs> gotta put that milk in there you do it's a necessity once you go milk you never um... don't do that don't do that plus you're not supposed to have milk that's like that's like a thing I put almond milk. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. The vanilla almond milk. Because it adds milk. a splash of vanilla to your tea. Okay. It's chef's kiss. Muy bien. Muy Gracias. Bien. De nada. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> I should learn more Spanish. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about your Spanish. Let's talk about hey. your accents. My accents are great. Throw one at me, Jaya. <laughs> um, French. That's not. You're funny. I know why you British, did that. British, 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 British. British. 
Do you want to talk about popping the chair, wait? Wait, wait! Uh! <laughs> Bottles of water. And, and, and I'm going to cut the popping the chop on the Mary Poppins. What are you even saying? Okay, say this. <laughs> Say this sen- <laughs> say this sentence back to me. Mary Potter saw Mary Pottins and she was popping it like it was hot. And then she was dropping it like it was hot. Period. <laughs> that was great. Okay. Come on, that was great. We take another breath. Right. Who are today, folks? I'm sorry. <sighs> this build up. We are talking about. <laughs> I'm such a headass. <laughs> okay, okay. We are talking about the past. Past. Our past selves, i.e. 18 euro. Jaya has requested. Requested. There we go. I did she walk at me? <laughs> that I go first. Mm-hmm. What would you say to your 18 year old self? Why are you looking like that? <laughs> I'm really curious. I'm really curious of what you're going to say. So, you know, this has been a pending question. Yeah. And I'll be honest, you know, it's very, um, this question is very hard for me to answer. It's really but not, hard. yeah, not hard. And like, oh my gosh, Mike was like math hard. But it's like, for me, it's like, um, I, it's almost like asking me, what did I eat for breakfast last Monday? Mm-hmm. You really have to think about it, mm-hmm. you know? And I really couldn't tell you. Because um, you have to put yourself back to when you were 18. What were you yeah. doing? What were you thinking? What was I doing? Mm-hmm. You know, when I go into that 18-year-old vortex, energy mm-hmm. vortex, um in terms of me looking at it from a biased unbiased perspective um I mean I guess it's kind of similar to me kind of gauging what to even say it's like it's very there's an unknown aspect to it in a planned environment and if you think about it so by the time I turned 18, it was nearing the end of high school and I was entering college. Oh my God, crazy. Um, and I mean, I, I kind of just, I mean, hmm, I feel like actually I should kind of start a little bit back. So when I was 17, mm-hmm. <laughs> Because energy follows. Um, it doesn't just end. Oh my gosh, you're 18. You know, everything's done and done. When I entered my senior year of high school. Wow. I, you couldn't tell me nothing. And I think it was because it's a mixture of your senior. And that's, you know, that whole senior year cockiness. You know, can't tell us nothing. We know everything. If you were there for, you know, the whole time frame, mm-hmm. maybe. And also the summer leading into my senior year, I really took time to just get to know myself, you know, and because the years before I was always working, I made sure not to work that summer. Um, 
and just kind of rest and see like, okay, like I understood that this is going to be a prominent year and I just want to be really present in it. And so where were you working? I was working in a summer program. Um, Oh, yeah. Yeah. So was I. You were. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, But you so but my summer program because your summer program was on our high school's campus. Yeah. Where they paid us three fifty an hour. Whoa. Sound your arms. It's messed up. I was, that's mm-hmm. that's like child labor laws or something like that. Like I feel like that was slightly more than what they paid. Yeah, that was. Totally Are you funny. serious? Yeah. Was, but anyways, I don't want to be a whole whistleblower up in this. Line. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I, my program it was through our high school, but we stayed um, off campus which was, so I didn't see, I never really saw my family throughout the summers because I was always working there. Um, So yeah, so that summer um, entering senior year, I made sure that I was like home, which was ironic because everybody (laughs) was really busy that summer. So I barely saw them, but that's okay. Because like I said, I got, I had time to focus on myself and I started my YouTube channel, which I don't have anymore for various reasons. Um, But yeah, that kind of set up my senior year and what I learned the first half of my senior year, I'm trying to see, there were some instances where I realized that, you know, I have a lot to learn. It's, it's, it's interesting. I was very confident in who I was and the majority of the things that I was insecure about in the past, but just because you're confident doesn't mean that you don't still have work to do right and and that you don't you know you still have a ways to go we're still we're young we're young we were younger then so I make it seem like we're like old we're not I but, know, you know. <laughs> yeah 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 I'm 21 and you're 21 I'm you're 20 I'm yeah I was I was saying 21 for you oh. I was thinking, I was and I'm 20 hey, hey. I'm 21 okay read oh my god (laughs) okay keep going I don't know where I'm going with this um (laughs) I was like you should start like with what you would say to your 18 year old self and then explain why you'd say it you know what I mean I wouldn't say anything that's the thing I wouldn't say anything you have to say it for the podcast I know, guys. I'm so sorry. Well, not really. So would because you say, would you say like, just keep doing what you're doing? No, because see, this is one of the reasons why I wouldn't say anything. Is because I know myself, and if this were like an actual thing, I would be like, "What do you mean, keep doing what you're doing? What do you mean?" Like, and I would just like overanalyze everything. You would stress yourself like, out. I'd be like, "Oh my gosh!" Like, but what if I like walk a certain way and like I change that up? And no, I blew it. <laughs> you know, I just. And another reason it's kind of hard for me to answer is because usually um, I kind of, before entering like a the next year or phase in my life, I kind of already released the past year. And I'm like, okay, this is what happened. This is what I need to work on. Boom. So it's like everything that, because I feel like usually when people answer this, nine times out of 10, they're like, 10 or 15 years older anyways 
Um, but they have all of these lessons and, oh, don't talk to that person or, oh, you should have did this or should have did that. I'm happy. I did what I did. I really enjoyed the experience. I'm not saying that I didn't have some head assery and some, uh, you know, just mindsets that I needed to change at the time. Um, I'm just saying I just enjoyed being instead of enjoying doing and, and you know, just, just not experiencing the present moment. Um, yeah, I definitely felt that for you. Like when you were 18, yeah. 19. Yeah, you definitely were like. Oh, 19? Oh, see, that's a different. See, it's interesting because when we bring on different ages, because for 18, I was very present in the moment, letting things happen, whatever. Um, 19, I was. Hmm. I noticed. I, that's, I was very aware of the fact that I was evolving, mm-hmm. especially spiritually. And there were a lot of random people, like they would just come around and just trigger me. For example, we, um, we would have like religious people on campus, you know, just saying, oh, you know, join our church, whatever, like, that's cool to your thing. But sometimes they would be kind of obnoxious about it and just not cool about it. Really like rude. Like if you weren't Christian or anything, they'd be like, well, you're doing something wrong. And there was this one day where I had a long day at work. And all I wanted to do, I'm very simple. All I wanted to do was sit outside and watch the sunset. It was beautiful. So that's all I want to do. And <laughs> these two old ladies, I don't, I really, I don't want to bring a race, but they were two old white ladies. I feel like I, I need to emphasize that they were culturally different than me because different perspectives. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but you know, they're like, oh, can we sit here with you? I'm just like, sure, go ahead, whatever. Like, there was no sign that they were about to try to clock my beliefs. <laughs> Usually, I could be catching the flags, but they were like, you know, they were kind of, I don't know, they were, they just seemed like they were on a different intention that day, you know? But they were like, we're about, we're about to get this one. <sighs> oh, I know. And so it was like, there was the good cop old lady. And then it was the bad cop old lady. And they had a plan. (laughs) And this bad cop lady, she really was trying it. She was so rude. She was like, I mean, we were having a normal, I don't even know how we got into it. Um, But there came a point where I had to shut her down. Mm. All the way down. Because she brought in my mom. I said, no. We're not doing that because what happened was, you know, I've respective, I respectively say, you know, I wasn't raised that way. No, I'm sorry. I, I say I'm not, um, that's not my beliefs, but I was raised in said household, right? Yeah. And this lady said, that's where your parents got it right. Oof. 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 At this point in time, I was very, you know, I'm very zen. So I was quiet. I was quiet because it's you know sometimes people are so within their ways 
that it's just, I'm not finna about to waste my energy on you. Mm. By this point in time of the conversation, the good cop realized how ignorant her old lady friend was or whatever about the situation. And I was just like, at that point in time that the conversation happened, a lot of random situations were just triggering me in the sense of like, I wouldn't get mad how you've seen me get mad, but I would just like look at things for what they were. But I would just be like, yo, like, why is this going on? Why are people really trying to come for me? But it's because I was growing, I was evolving. Right. But that's my 19-year-old self. But 18, in terms of the actual question, I wouldn't really say anything just because the energy I'm picking up for when I was 18 in terms of like commentary and um, commentary like bits is there's there's nothing there's nothing to be said, you know? <laughs> I don't, I don't even think I have any comments on any of my ages to be very honest. Because I'm very aware of the fact of like, all right, this is what I gotta clean up. Mm. It's like, it's like 18, 19, that was yesterday. Like this is, I try not to stay too much in the yesterdays. Yesterday, I'm bring it up every day, every, every episode, Jaya just for you and everyone Mm -hmm. well I have a question you say that you wouldn't say anything to your 18 year old self and that you're pretty like self-aware but is there Mm -hmm. anything that like you feel like you would have like warned your 18 year old self about like something that you went through and like you wish you had like a warning like oh don't do this or you know like something like that but again I well you're I I already know what you're gonna say (laughs) because like you're you you believe that like everything happens for a reason yeah that is and you know I kept saying that in this pandemic and boy did I get heat for that (laughs) it's at that point it becomes very morbid yeah and so I just I just started to advertise that mindset too much even though I, I just it's just try to see the good in everything you know mm-hmm. um but um even oh, actually I feel like I should clarify even just that that's like a random tangent it's like mm. so grief is a thing mm-hmm. and it comes in many forms <laughs> grief is a thing <laughs> it is a thing and it comes in many forms and actually it, it is something that I was thinking about when I was thinking about the question um I bring this up because we were bringing up the pandemic and obviously unfortunately people are grieving mm-hmm. many losses whether it's a physical family member and who they have lost or it's grief over how society is shifting and changing and go about that however you want to go about that. Um, But it's a thing and it should be properly addressed and dealt with gently. I know when I was 18, I was very, 
nobody told me that I would be grieving high school. Most people don't like high school. Yes. But in college, um, I actually have a friend here who went to our high school, but he's older than us. And, you know, he was here and he was kind of helping me work through that process. And yeah, it was, I don't think social media makes it any better. <laughs> right. Because you're watching people move in a way that you didn't maybe recognize them before. And then you have to, you know, process that. And then, you know, your relationships are, are shifting in a different yes, I way was and dynamic. Just, I was literally just like uh, journaling about this, like that we're talking about really? right now. Alliance. Yes. Okay. Like, because <clears throat> after high school, like, there are a lot of relationships that stop. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They yeah. stop. And I haven't seen some people since graduation that I thought I would, you know, keep in touch with. Yeah. And so I was just writing about like grieving those relationships that I, it's not like the person is dead or anything or, right. but their their presence in my life isn't there anymore we don't know each mm-hmm. other like at all hey. you know what I mean yeah. like because I feel like after high school you you grow up a lot you know <laughs> and um you start experiencing new things and then mm-hmm those relationships that you have in high school you know um you it's like you're growing in two different ways mm. and I asked my mom I was like are there some people from your I mean I, I already knew the answer to this question but like I was like are there some people from your from your high school who you thought you would stay in touch with and you haven't seen them since graduation. She was like, yeah. yeah, the majority of my of my classmates. And I was like, damn. But I think that's true with a lot of people. Like they only keep in touch with a handful of the people from their, you know, grade. I mean, like, grow. Yeah. And I feel like in some ways it's a bit disrespectful to just even the whole social media concept concept of you know staying in touch because it's like you're kind of depending on your mindset like hoping that like like you kind of replay those old memories mm-hmm. because it's not you're, you're not physically in person with them making those memories unless you're like constantly in like video, video chatting or something like that um and when I realized that like that's when I think it was um the oh I don't know if they're listening it's okay but like the pandemic like I realized that the best way for me to grieve the situation was for me to fully disconnect yeah you did I'm not going to see you. You're not going to see me. I think you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. 
and it's like that I mean that's that is natural healing yeah not constantly because if you're constantly checking up on whatever then I mean you're kind of playing yourself putting yourself in a toxic loop that's unnecessary you can keep moving (laughs) Mm -hmm. also yeah this whole death and rebirth situation I guess you could say on the aside from friends like I was not home most of my high school years like my family didn't they knew me but not really Mm. in a similar take of how friends evolve and grow I was over there my family was over there like to put into perspective people I had middle school and then I went straight into work in the summer which was like I said away and I worked every summer and also stayed at a boarding school and when I was there you know it was just different and or they were doing you know what they had to do too so it wasn't very consistent and every time I was there felt new and different so when I actually had a nice full summer everybody was there I didn't talk to any of my friends you know this Jaya because we were going to hang out mm-hmm. that's going to be our summer getaways and everything but I I really just needed to renew and uh revamp well I don't know if revamp's the right word but you know just connect with that other part of me that you know letting everybody get a chance to see and understand where everybody's at yeah so what would you tell your 18 year old self Yes, I've been waiting for this moment. Um, well, a lot of like what I would have to say, like you kind of touched on, but I think it's like a different aspect. Like it, well, just the grief part at least. Mm-hmm. Like so, what I would say to my eighteen-year-old self would be that everything is gonna turn out okay. To trust in the process and trust in your faith trust in God I think Mm -hmm. when I was 18 let's say like the other half so I graduated um high school that was great Mm -hmm. but um in the fall when I started um well actually let me like start with a story so my graduation after our graduation we had like a party and Um, when I came home, it was like a little surprise party. It was really cute. I had like, um, a lot of my aunts came and my uncle, um, my uncle Antonio came and my uncle came and, you know, we, there was cake and like chips and drinks and everything and you know me and my uncle are really like close really really close and he was like kind of like my protect like kind of like he was a really big guy like really Mm -hmm. big and he was very protective over me it was hilarious how protective he was over me um and we would always be you know cracking jokes and stuff and you know um he made mac and cheese he he always made mac and cheese for like our thanksgiving the christmases and then one year he told me like i'm gonna make the mac and cheese 
and I made the mac and cheese and I make some pretty good mac and cheese. I don't know why. <laughs> but basically he handed the baton <clears throat> to me, right. right? And so right. everybody was like, who made the mac and cheese? <laughs> oh, you know Jay made the mac and cheese. <laughs> but, <laughs> and um, but anyway, for graduation, he was there and we, you know, I have this chess set from Cuba that I got. We played chess and checkers, whatever. I beat him, you know. But anyway, so flashback, um, flash forward. Um, my freshman year of college, still eighteen. I, um, my uncle passed away, um, mm-hmm. and that graduation party was the last time I saw him, and. I had never experienced death like that before. I think I've always, you know, there's always been death in my life. Like Mm -hmm. my grandparents died when I was really young. I don't have any grandparents still alive right now. You know, I've had other people die in my life, but not in that kind of experience experienced me like grow up and change and were there and I remember like them so much you know what I mean like mm-hmm. there's a difference with that type of death and I had never experienced that before and it was really hard for me um um, very hard for me to deal with that and grieve with that and even know what grieving meant because I didn't know that I was grieving over um, my uncle. I kind of pushed off my feelings for what had happened with him dying um, and, um, and but I wasn't okay you know, I wasn't okay, and I don't think that I, like, really knew that until, like, a couple months after, and I was experiencing all this depression, and, like, sadness, and um, questioning a lot of things in my life, um, Mm. questioning my faith, questioning why, questioning God, you know, questioning why, like, you know, like, thoughts come into your mind, like, if God is, if God is real, like, if God is there, why would he take away, you know, someone so amazing, you know what I mean, Mm. and it was really hard for me to, I was rethinking a lot of things in my life, rethinking my faith um I'm Christian obviously (laughs) um well maybe not obviously but I'm Christian and it was really hard for me I um he died and I was a freshman in college and that semester I my grades went plummeting down like Mm. I was not doing well and 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 that 
death mixed with uh, there's another aspect of my 18 year old self I applied to college and I got into this amazing school four-year school art school one of the best in the country Mm -hmm. and I I didn't have the finances to go and I tried everything that I could to try to go to school and I couldn't go and um we went to a private high school and a lot of the other people in my grade all went to four years and you know they went to colleges where they would stay on campus have a dorm room you know uh, made friends had orientation and stuff like that my best uh one of my best friends she got into the same college that I got into. We both got into that college. So we were like, oh, great. We're going to go to the same school. Like, it's going to be awesome. You know, like we're going to be <laughs> freshmen, orientation. Like we can apply for housing and like be in the same dorm room. And just all of that comes crashing down. Like, and um, in our graduation, we're supposed to like say we're, what college we're going to. And I said that I was going to that college, but in the summer after graduation, I came to the realization and the reality that I could not go to a college where I would be in so much debt after graduating. I couldn't do that to myself. And I had to accept that fact that like, I can't go to the college that I dreamed of and I ended up going to a community college and I remember at the time I was so embarrassed of going to a community college and I don't I I don't feel this way anymore like I but at the time I was so embarrassed because all of my friends I saw them like it's what kind of you were talking about on social media I saw all my friends you know, going to orientation, moving in their dorm rooms, making friends, and I was not going down that path that, you know, I watched all these, like, you know, move-in vlogs on YouTube, (laughs) and I I had to accept that I I wasn't having the normal college experience, and come into terms with that, and, um, um, And so I'm going to now a community college that I don't really want to go to, but I go to because I want to get an education. And I know that I want to get an education and I know that that is the best option for me. And um, so I am kind of, I was disappointed in myself and mad at myself that like I should have gotten more scholarships I should have done this you know like I was blaming myself and then going to this school then my uncle dies and it like sinks me in even more and Mm -hmm. I get more depressed and I start I failed one of my classes and I got like C's in some classes and I wasn't even taking that many classes (laughs) and it just does not do well like I just am not doing well 
and um hmm, trying to think of where I should go after this but um and I felt really alone you know like I felt mm -hmm. like alone and um I would be crying a lot and just I started I wouldn't interact with anybody at my college like for the first semester I didn't interact with anybody at my college not because I um not because I like was like I socially was anxious about interacting with new people but because I genuinely didn't like want to like I genuinely mm. didn't want to um meet new people or I didn't want to be seen to be honest mm. I didn't want to be seen I just wanted to go to classes and come back home this is like my daily routine wake up go to class take the bus to school attend class go back home do my homework that's all I didn't really have a social life besides one of my friends who also went to that community college from high school mm -hmm. she's like one of my really close friends one of my sisters love her <laughs> but um she was the only one that I really interacted and this other other guy um we both went to the same high school and I kind of yeah, I kind of connected with them because at least I have other people who come from my high school that are uh, went to community college. But I wish that I would have told myself that like, I just need to trust in the process and mm. not lose hope and, you know, like not lose faith in the process because, you know, after I kind of came to terms with um, my uncle passing, um, I kind of had a new aspect on um, life and to cherish every moment, you know, and that, um, I said that he, my uncle was like a protector and kind of accepting that my uncle, he's not in this world anymore, but he's still protecting over me, you know? Mm. And oh, I'm getting emotional. <laughs> but like, um, I, um, I kind of had a different aspect on life and a, um, a different, gratitude for the people in my life especially my family and my friends and I got out of the rut um I prayed a lot I prayed mm -hmm. a lot I cried a lot I talked a lot with my mom and my dad and and um 
it slowly got better and um I didn't think it would at the time and it slowly got better and I started like you know I watched this uh YouTuber and she was talking about how she went to a community college and it was the best decision of her life and now she transferred and then she transferred to UCLA Mm -hmm. and that was one of the schools that I was considering was UCLA and USC and like I don't know at the time I was like oh my gosh this is amazing like I'm in the same position as her you know and and seeing her transfer into the school that she wanted to gave me like hope for the future and that I made the smartest decision that I I have no regrets like Mm -hmm. I I have no regrets of going to a community college I think it was the best decision that I could have made I spent less money got my diploma got my graduated you know you graduate with an AA and then you transfer to a four-year you know you're spending less money than at a two-year so community mm-hmm. schools are usually two years you spend less money for two years then you transfer to a four-year and you're in your junior or sophomore year usually and so that's exactly what I did I transferred to um, I got accepted. I, well, first of all, I, after, you know, getting out of my depression, I, I did a lot better in school and I boosted my GPA up. Like yeah. I knew that, I, well, I wanted to apply to USC and their um, requirement usually for GPA was like a 3.75. That was my goal to get a 3.75. Yes. And I reached my goal. I got a really good GPA, applied, I didn't apply to USC because I changed my um, views on, I didn't want to mm-hmm. go there anymore because I visited the college and I just didn't yeah. like it. <laughs> but um, I applied to schools, two school, two or three schools, applied to three schools, got in to all of them oh, and know. went to one of the best art mm-hmm. colleges in the country amazing and <laughs> and I am thankful for what I went through and I know that sounds weird but I truly feel like I've grown and I'm still dealing with grief um in a different way well in a similar way my cousin actually died um last Mm. year around this time and so that's the whole another thing is like having two people die that are so important in your life such like a big presence in your life in like a span of two years basically and it's just it's just if you for people who have had people die in their lives, it is such a, it's such a crazy heart-sinking experience to have 
objects in your house that your family or your loved one gave to you and they're no longer here like I have my cousin gave me her shoes I still have them you know like having things that they gave to you knowing that they came from that person and they're no longer here having text messages on your phone from that person and looking at them at night and crying because you can no longer text them back it's one of the worst things that I've gone through and the thing about grief is the thing about death is that it's not like something that you can move on from Mm. it's something that'll always be there in Mm. your life you know like and you just have to figure out ways of accepting death as it is and life as it is and that they go hand in hand and I'm still trying to figure that out and Um, It took me a long time to talk about my cousin, um, Danielle, without saying her, without, without crying, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, but I, I would say to my 18 year old self, like, just keep having faith in the process and keep having faith in God and keep talking with your family and friends and people that are close to you Um, because that's really important. I don't think I could have. I think if I didn't share how I felt with the people around me, I would still be grieving and still be, and I still am, you know, I'm still grieving, but it's definitely not as bad as it was, you know. Mm. Um, but when you have grief, like when you're grieving, you feel so alone, but you don't realize that other people feel exactly the same way that you do, you know, and you don't realize mm-hmm. that until you talk with somebody. And that's the most important thing is to talk with people like whether you're talking with a therapist you're talking with your your mom talk with your dad talking with your best friend it's important to let it out like let all of it out the ugly the truth all of the bad the good just let it all out you know and 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 I think a therapy for me when I was grieving was sharing stories about your loved ones and mm. laughing about things that stories with them and stuff like that and you know sharing it with your family and yeah that's 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 what I would say to my 18 year old self. That's um, so beautiful. I'm so like, 
like some things I didn't actually know too like deeply about with you in terms of like your 18th year of life um but like what just just the chronological order of everything Mm. just like how you pieced it all together I'm like wow I was just like oh my gosh and you know what's crazy it's it's crazy like Mm. after so after my uncle died um I think it was a couple months later so like 2019 um early 2019 when um somebody passed away on campus yeah and I came and um that was in in a very similar way they both died in a very Mm. my uncle died very Mm. abruptly and that also abrupt death I mean all death you know is shocking but kind of freak accidents yeah like that is like it's just like a whole it's a whole nother like it's like oh my gosh you know and they both died like very similarly Mm -hmm. and um I didn't really, I wasn't very close to um, that person on our campus, but I definitely felt very closely how everyone was feeling at that moment. And I felt really happy to know that the people on our campus were communicating about Mm. their feelings with each other you know, because that's what I hope for anyone who is dealing with grief is to have a community where you can talk about um, how you're feeling and the brutal honesty of how you're feeling yeah. and let it out all out. And when I came on campus, we kind of, we have like um, these um, moments where we kind of reflect on some things in our on, mm-hmm. in our school and we all just were sitting there and talking about different experience I was just listening all to everything and it was really you know I was still like processing my uncle's passing but some part of that just felt um I felt like a relief Mm. relief that I'm not alone yeah and I'm empowered by how open everyone was and how um supportive our community is you know and seeing people come back you know and supporting each other and being there for everyone grieving together yeah. it was really powerful that was actually you know I haven't that was the closest that that I've had and it's interesting because I wish I was closer with them um with who but 
the person on our campus. Oh, okay. And um, I'm crying. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm like trying not to cry. <laughs> but that was an experience for me to even. Yeah, experience and grieve. Yeah. Because I mean, my, my, um, some of my family members who I was close with that have passed, I was too young to pretty, you know, much put exactly. the pieces together. Yeah. And so that was like the most, like, oh, like, like, yo, like, what? Like, what, what do you mean? Right. And my friend who, um, who I mentioned earlier in the episode, who went to our high school, who also was here um, in college with me, they have to tell me a couple of times. And and I, when I got the message, I was like, it was like the world just like stopped. Yeah. And, oh God, I feel like I'm about to cry. <laughs> oh my God. Um, sometimes it's still hard for me sometimes I still kind of go back to like that day and and just even memories of him respectively of course but it's it's um you know what I will say is that experience of grieving in terms of that type of grief, it really made me open my eyes more to just the, just life, you know, and and not taking every second, every breath for granted. I feel like I really made sure that I was, I lived more of my life intentionally. Yep. And actually that happened, um, a couple of days before I would I was becoming a new age and I felt very um kind of shameful that it's like because we're older than they are and I was like that's just not that's just not okay but I was like well if this is how it's going to be then this is how I want to choose to live the rest of my life and so ever since then I make sure that I do everything intentionally and that it's not you know just taken as oh it's another day yeah um but yeah that yeah it, yeah and it's like also like I feel like this kind of scariest thing once you experience death is that you realize that anything can happen like mm-hmm. I think that was the biggest wake-up call like I already felt like anything could happen but like not in a negative way you know what I mean Mm. like you you, growing up you have a positive mindset but when death happens you realize that literally anything can happen like such shocking things can happen and that you're not prepared for yeah and that is kind of terrifying to me and I think after experiencing back on back like deaths I got kind of paranoid. Mm. I would check on my parents like when they were sleeping. I would go into their bedrooms and make sure they would they were breathing. Like yeah. I was very paranoid. I would 
you know, call my parents, like, and be like, oh, like, um, are you okay? Like, are you, uh, where are you right now? Or like, you like, did you make it to my mom's job or whatever? Mm-hmm. Because I would just be paranoid that like they would get into a car accident or something like that. I was just so paranoid after yeah. my cousin died. Um, and it's just all, I mean, you just never know what's going to happen. Um, which is why, like, what you're saying, you should live your life um, and appreciate it more. Yeah. Like, each breath. Yeah, I, I appreciate my breathing so much more now. You know, like, I was, I was doing, like, this meditation, and the woman was saying that, like, being able to take a deep breath is so important. And, you know, there's a saying that, like, a long breath mm-hmm. is a long life mm. so like I I practice my breathing a lot a lot a lot but um yes come through meditation meditation even but, in um yoga like if you you a lot of times people will cough or they'll just have this interesting noise going on but it's a release a lot of times we have like these blockages in our systems and our bodies and our chakras ooh. and you have to in order to keep moving you to keep your body functioning in a healthy way if that place is triggered it's gonna you're gonna cough you're gonna release it yeah and it's refreshing it's like oh it's a weight lifted off my shoulder but yeah it's breathing breath so necessary it's it's like when the baby is born oh wait don't they cry never mind (laughs) (laughs) oh never mind (laughs) I think you know what I mean though (laughs) yeah just appreciating life and death Mm -hmm. and recognizing it as it is and I'm still working on this, but just like, I'm working on not being so paranoid and, mm-hmm. but just, because you were saying earlier how when you're 18, you were just being you, like just being, you know, I'm, I'm working on being and just living in the moment and not worrying Um about what's gonna happen um and I think that's what I was how I felt the most was worrying what's gonna happen around the corner when I was 18 what's gonna happen with my colleges what's gonna happen am I gonna even go to school what's gonna happen tomorrow just anxiety just being anxious about every day and I needed I need to stop, you know, like I need to stop <laughs> worrying about what's going to happen. Just live in the moment and, and not stress over the day to day because, you know, sometimes I ask myself, how do I get in this situation? Mm. And um, my mom, I think my mom or dad said, if you have to ask, you know, 
if you if you wake up one day and you're like how did I get here for me the answer is God Mm -hmm. you know for me the answer is faith trust in the process that's that's how I got here because I don't because I can't give an answer how I got here today (laughs) I mean I worked hard but I don't know how I got here and a lot of the times like you're not gonna know what's gonna come around the corner um but I think most of the time everything's gonna be okay hopefully she said hopefully it's like she drops the mic and then she picks it back up (laughs) that's what i'm thinking about i'm just like um not everything turns out okay like i mean like especially with this coronavirus stuff but you know but you know i feel like it seems like it doesn't turn out okay but in some capacity it it does because it's like it's like a whole pandemic for systems i can't talk today systemic systematic you know what i'm trying to say yeah changes to be made like it's kind of terrible but it's necessary mm-hmm. i feel like there's always a pro and a con uh mm, i don't like saying good or bad but take what resonates <laughs> yeah yeah I, it's really interesting how we both because we didn't know what we were going to say we did not Mm-mm. know that's why i was like i can't i can't wait to hear what jay is going to say and she wanted me to go first uh because she wanted to hear what i had to say yeah um but i i think it's so cool how both our themes were death and rebirth essentially yeah it's quite beautiful <laughs> Yep. I think that's uh that was a that was a good that was a good uh that was really good. That was I'm glad we got some tea. I know. I, I I'm on my last sip. I think next time we can I'll get some coffee. We should hey. do drink of the day. Drink of the day for a podcast. <laughs> this is good because it was really chill. Yeah. Our next episode, which sound the alarms, folks. PSA, mutter fudging, PSA. We yeah. post bi-weekly. Bi-weekly. <laughs> bi-weekly. You know, let it resonate a bit, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And we want to make that, we want to make that clear. Bi-weekly. Because I accidentally said um next week <laughs> on the last you know. podcast. And, get uh, caught out. Yeah. Yeah. Our next episode, you know, this one was great. It was perfect for tea, but we finna get happy a little bit of suspense okay sisters and get some coffee because we about to be bouncing up the walls and i'm sorry period all right i'm gonna bring i don't know what i'm gonna bring you'll have to find out next episode what i'm drinking next episode drinking oh no 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 no! i don't drink uh-uh. I, I, I'm you're 21 now i am 21 i could go to the store and get a <laughs> get a i could get a white claw Pop, a chocolate a- what you get a... I could get a Ciroc. Ciroc. 
I can get some red wine. Get some, oh, an Olivia Pope in the red wine and a popcorn and a sitting by the fire. <laughs> what do you say sometimes? <laughs> Last episode, you said, <laughs> you said, I said, I'm not a lover. Michael I'm a Jackson. That's right. I had to listen to it again. And I was like, I'm not a lover. I'm a fighter, like Michael Jackson. But it was really fast. I'm not yeah, a lover. I'm not a fighter. Michael Jackson. Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> we were both like, what did you just say? Really? I know we had to be the burr. What was that? I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is a great episode. Yes. We shed a lot of feelings, tears. Um, <laughs> thank you all for listening to this episode of Coffee and Toffee. Um, Coffee and Toffee. We hope that you join us next. Join us next. Next episode. Episode. Not next week. Next episode. That's right. We post bi-weekly. Bi-weekly. Mm-hmm. All right. Bye.